Yeah. We often hear holly meaning white person in a negative connotation, but is a perfectly good word. It means foreign introduced of foreign origin or foreign introduction. So in Hawaiian, anyone or anything that is not native to Hawaii is haole. I'm Leilani Poli Ahu. Ahui ho. Haole. This episode of the Blue Hawaii Podcast is brought to you by Royal Thai Garden of a Beach. Royal Thai Garden. Play the song. I don't want to play <laughs> the song. Are you not proud of our original work? I am proud our of Our handicraft? Let me play it right now. Right now. Play the song. Just kidding. Don't play the song. Don't play the song. Royal Thai Garden. 9706. Play the song. Mention the Blue Hawaii Podcast. Get 20% off your entire order. Play the song. Go in there and play Blue Hawaii Podcasts, Royal Thai Garden, Lil Nas X, Old Town Road mashup. Get 25% off. At least ask for it. They'll probably give it to you. Play the song. Blue Hawaii. Uh, so our, uh, our live show, season one ending live show, was a year ago this Saturday. Well, Is that I, true? I guess we're, we'll record it. we're recording this Thursday night. We are. On the 7th? The seventh, it is. It'll probably won't drop till next week. So the calendar is a lie. Ignore it. Um, was our live show November tenth? November. I thought it was November. Was 8th? it November ninth? I, I think it was November eighth. November eighth. Okay, well, November, a year November ago, eighth was election day. A year ago this week. <laughs> <laughs> this year in memoriam. Yeah. R.I.P. Twenty nineteen. Good riddance. Uh, what do you want to talk about today? I have in the show notes that we're just going to do four hours of ASMR. Like this. Yes. Welcome. We just wanted to tell you all. Welcome. Thank you for listening to our show. Welcome. Thank you to so the Blue much. Hawaii Podcast. I'm Josh Michaels. And He's I'm Ryan Little. Ryan Little. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> we are uh, here to talk <laughs> about things. It wouldn't be a finale without ASMR. That you might notice in a our everyday lives. Do you remember the first time I ever heard of ASMR? I was we were I was with you. Yeah. We were studying for the bar. This exam sounds this sounds and I remember we put on headphones and we listened to an ASMR video and we both just felt so dirty afterward. So cuz it was just somebody whispering so dirty. in a sultry tone yes. to a microphone. I was like, "Oh, get out of my brain." In a completely asexual manner. I was like, I'm whispering. Oh, I can't do this. Into your ear. Yeah. It feels so good. Welcome <laughs> to the Blue, the Blue Hawaii ASMR cast. Um, uh, yeah. This is episode 75. 75. This is the season two finale, everybody. No guests today. It's just your boys just, just cutting up. Just talking as they do. Shooting from the hip. They won't shut up. We won't shut up either. Mm-hmm. Uh, hope everybody listened to our last Episode 74, we interviewed congressional Senator. candidate, Senator Kai Kahele, and we got some interesting feedback off that episode. Yeah. Uh, most everybody was like, oh, yeah, cool. That's cool. Kai Kahele, wow. Oh, you got yeah. him the week after Tulsi dropped out. You must be a legitimate uh, political force in Hawaii. Not everybody agrees, however. Uh, at All The Way Live 85 says, I got to say, Senator Kahele interview was in part good, in part f- Infuriating. Yep. The foreign policy parts were basically advocation for endless war, world policing, and generic answers in favor of more intervention. Both hosts seemed so giddy at the prospect of it. Not to be super defensive or anything, but like, other than the fact that I said like, hey, maybe we shouldn't completely abandon the Kurds, and 
hey, maybe we shouldn't let Japan and South Korea turn on each other and like try to keep that alliance intact. Were we calling for forever war? I'm, yeah, I'm just trying to think how many times we've derided the idea of forever war. Well, I'll keep going. Keep going. It gets better. Okay. Um, again, at all the way live 85 at blue Hawaii pod you guys are also outright disrespectful towards the veteran and congress woman tulsi gabbard it's nauseating Oy. constant suggestion she loves russia and assad she does by two white guys who wouldn't put themselves what in is, harm's whoa, whoa, way whoa, whoa, whoa. for what they believe what does race have anything to do with it it comes off kind of pathetic well in, in fairness we are kind of pathetic however I, well no denying that however you know the, I think the part where I where the conclusion that I made yeah. that that well Tulsi, there's also one more there's also one more tweet oh one more you may yeah. read it yeah. all right we can put this all in context from who else all the At, way live eighty five all the way live eighty five maybe he's a Chicago Bears fan you guys need some work man I do appreciate getting the candidates on and giving them a place to state their positions you guys however are CNN MSNBC cutouts fake news lamestream media he didn't write that last the fake news part that was my improv i hate obvious party partisanship it's like the first sign i won't get straight honest news at what point did we ever say we were ever going to provide straight honest news i also that's feel not like what we do here who I, you know we have criticized the democrats so many yeah, times they're terrible like, folks listen to our like early season two episodes where we made fun what did we say that uh, i want to be worth one nancy pelosi yeah one nancy <laughs> like we i i mean for what it's worth i don't think we're very partisan look i'll be oh, straight extremely up partisan. I mean, no dude i don't think not so. in party politics but in terms of like on the left side versus the right yeah, side of like, the political I'm, spectrum i'm sp- spectrumized for yeah, sure but yeah. like if no, you know the dnc like the democratic party as an institution like care screw about it. them screw it burn if there's a party called the i hate freedom party or the i want to uh live in a dumpster party but they advocated for uh, an uh a, a practical single-payer healthcare system and they advocated for funding our schools and our roads and they seem like normal nice people other than their party name, I would vote for them. Freedom is overrated. I care nothing. Dumpsters are underrated. That's true. That's why Oscar the Grouse moved into one. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I care nothing for the Democratic Party. No. I care about. Nor should you. Who will beat the ideological inanity that right. is Donald Trump? And also, like, if somebody's running for the Democratic Party nomination and they're going on Hannity and Tucker Carlson to, like, poo poo everything that everybody on, quote unquote, their team is doing, like. I know. It, you know, maybe we can comment on how it doesn't make sense. I think at one point he said that he was a libertarian with progressive sympathies. And I was well, like, well, of course you are. Yeah. No, if you look at his Twitter page and and we love all our fans. We respect. Thank you for listening all the way live 85. This is nothing personal. Um, although we are although going we, in on yeah, him right now. Your, your Twitter page, Tulsi, 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 taxation is theft, free Julian Assange, Tulsi, Tulsi, Tulsi. So like we weren't probably going to win him over anyway. You know what I mean? But do free Julian Assange And also for real, the fact though. that like we're just two white guys just poo-pooing her military service or whatever but also how do we you also, say shit about her military service also how do you yeah also kai Kahele, also military service like every yeah. that, that episode if anything was there was too much military service i agree there's too jingoistic anyway we are we're fundamentally pacifists can't heart. please everybody no or or anybody i i you asked my wife i have not pleased her in quite a while but coming up soon at your anniversary congratulations <laughs> You're still doing something right. I don't know what it is, but good for you. I was trying to make a sex joke. I know. I'm, I was about to say, I'm just filling in, but 
That's also a sex joke. It is. Uh, oh, the Tulsi fans who come out in force, they will be pleased to know. She qualified for the de- November debates. Defying if, predictions. I'm sorry. What if I run for office in the future and someone just pulls that quote where it's like, I have not satisfied my wife in a long time. I'll have you know, sir, <laughs> sir, <laughs> sir. My wife has never once climaxed. <laughs> so help me God. <laughs> this is a Christian household. Only sex, I finish. Sex is not meant to be enjoyed. That is the devil's playground. It's meant to, <laughs> meant to be a shameful, yes. shameful endeavor. Procreation only. Only. And even then, it's still pretty sinful. <laughs> only men can enjoy this. Yes. And even then, they probably shouldn't. They probably shouldn't. Just to be safe. <laughs> so Tulsi Gabbard obtained 3% in an Iowa poll released today that was oh, conducted wow. by Quinnipiac University. So she's qualified for the number of debates. So we get to continue this far too many people on stage. Awesome. Cluster, et cetera. Awesome. By the way, great article by Lee Cataluna. That's something we've said pretty frequently these past couple of years that I did not anticipate we'd be saying so much. She's yeah. a good writer. The gutless game of only playing if you can win. Everything Tulsi Gabbard does benefits Tulsi Gabbard. And if it doesn't directly, she spins the story so that it ultimately does. Yeesh. Not wrong. She's not. She's not wrong. Tulsi, I mean, that's the reason why she's so unpopular in her own district yeah. is that she is a representative and she's never in the second congressional district oh, she's representing herself she and spends all her time pounding around with breitbart and like alt-right people and totally not foreshadowing her third party presidential run hey i mean bloom county uh comic strip berkeley breathe didn't make a a very sexist yoga pants joke about her today in the newspaper so like you know it's not all great i mean quillette's readers are mostly men right and if that's who she does well with she's got to play to her crowd you know phrenology is coming back i hear <laughs> Uh, uh, what other? What else do you want to talk about? Just a quick uh, aside. Yes. A little bit of other news. Let's say Bill Gates, yeah. bro. Like, oh, Bill. What? Uncle, yeah. Mm. What? Throw my, throw my PC out the window. Let's just read a little bit yeah. from the story by Mediaite. Yeah. Uh, Sorkin posed a scenario which, for the moment, is a hypothetical, albeit one which appears to have more of a chance of happening by the day. Uh, the Times writer asked Gates who he would back in a general election. Warren... Or President Donald Trump. Oh, geez, I don't know. It's really tough. And despite being a vocal critic of Trump in the past, Gates would not commit to supporting Warren to defeat the president. Quote, I'm not going to make political declarations, Gates said, but I do think no matter what policy someone has in mind, whoever I decide will have the more professional approach in the current situation. Probably is the thing I'll weigh the most, and I hope that the more professional candidate is an electable candidate. So let me just... If you're mean to billionaires... If if you just have to just... Think out loud here. Who would be a more professional, professional president? Donald Trump or a Harvard professor turned senator, turned divisor of the CFPB, turned uh, presidential candidate and beloved policy wonk? Who would be better to be president? Well, now you're just shilling for Elizabeth Warren, typical MSNBC, CNN shill. Quote, uh, if I had to pay $20 billion, it's fine, Gates said. But when you say I should pay $100 billion, then I'm starting to have to, quote, do a little math about what I have left over. One. Do a little math? Oh, I only have $6.8 billion left. What am I ever going to do? That's also, if they took $100 billion. Gates would only have how many billions? 6.8. 6. Point That's more money eight. than you or I and everybody we know will ever see in their entire lifetimes. That is so also, also, much nobody, money. Nobody is taking $100 billion from anybody. It was not never a plan. Hey, so uh, of course Twitter went in all went all in. Uh, if billionaires are worried, 
they should just get a second job and try to be better at saving. <laughs> That's my favorite. Uh, my oh. favorite is from uh, at Night Night Melissa. That's N-I-T-E-N-I-T-E-M-E-L-I-S-S-A. Cut back on the avocado toast is supposed to help, I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of out-of-touch billionaires, Michael Bloomberg is entering the Democratic primary. Fantastic. Exactly what we wanted. Another billionaire vanity project. This is what the people have been crying out for. Do you think the guy responsible for stop and frisk, surveying New York City mosques, and the sugary soda tax is going to be president? I do actually like the sugary soda tax, I got to admit. Big state fascist. I, I I know that's my that's my like my leftist. Why don't side. you just give a hundred million dollars to a Cory Booker super PAC? That would actually it's, might accomplish it's something. It's crazy because when you think it's about all vanity, it, it's bullshit. I it's like do you how much are they going to spend? What five ten million bucks? If 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 you wanted here, okay, I think actually nobody says it better than this next this next quote. This is from Rick Wilson. He's a GOP strategist, uh, never Trump guy, like trying with all his might to get the Democrats to like listen to sound reasoning but we'll see if you want to point a finger at two men with absolute certainty of guilt when trump gets reelected by bloomberg and tom steyer i can't explain to you even a tenth of their resources what it would do to alter the battlefield in this campaign if they really cared about defeating trump both of those men would be up on the air right now with a massive tv and digital campaign nuking the living shit out of him in the 15 swing states but no they have to jerk themselves off in public. 100% and that accurate. could Factual. not have Factual. been more accurate. Yeah. No, the billionaires don't actually care about us. They don't care. What's funny is the fact that Elizabeth Warren's like, we're going to tax wealth, and that's how we're going to make ends meet because you guys have been f***ing us over for 40 years. And then the billionaires are like, maybe a billionaire should run for president. <laughs> it's like, what? So, if, if you need more proof yeah. that, Class. that Liz Marx was right. and Bernie Marx was right. are exactly... What on we need. point yeah look no further than the people that have screwed you over for the last 40 years yep. by buying your legislators by writing your laws in their own favor and by buying the supreme court has completely infiltrated every aspect of american society just look to the point that billionaires are now trying to yep. run for president whenever okay. it gets brought up that they may they should pay their fair share speaking of dysfunctional democratic candidates the front runner in the race Who uh, that? uh an an elder gentleman bojiden bojiden uh and I quote, with Donald Trump out of the way, you're going to see a number of my Republican colleagues have an epiphany. Mark my words. Mark my words. He said it twice for him, sis. Biden said at a DC fundraiser today at the Sidley Austin law firm on K Street. Oh, is this not indicative of anything? I don't know. The dude thinks universal health care is, quote, unrealistic. But the party of Mitch McConnell and Newt Gingrich will soon see God's holy light and join us in our struggle toward liberation. I... I, that is like to me the ultimate like okay boomer, boomer. moment yeah like what speaking yeah. of ultimate sad moments uh the university of alabama yep. is making preparations you're, you're all the modern correct <laughs> no <laughs> there are some things you can't talk about josh <laughs> no uh it could have been my alma mater for law school but i elected not to go uh well they waitlisted me but I applied super, I applied super late. Like I applied pretty late. It was my fault. I definitely should have gotten in, but then when you apply like three weeks before the deadline. That can happen. Um breaking. Alabama making preparations for President Donald Trump to attend LSU game. That's 
Saturday. So this will have already happened by the time the game airs. By the time y'all hear this. By the time, yeah, by the time this episode airs, the game will have already happened. So we got booed at the Nationals World Series game. He got booed at fucking UFC. He was like, where, where can I go that'd probably be more racist and alt-right sympathetic? So he then, went to UFC. UFC. He went then, to the literal... You've heard of the Joe Rogan podcast. He went to the Joe Rogan live show. Yeah. What is it? Mike Mike Tyson's famous quote: uh, "UFC is just a bunch of meth heads fighting over who has the worst tattoo." He's. I mean, and it's just it's so accurate. By the way, Mike Tyson to, would wreck except any for, of those guys, except for Max Holloway, of course. We like him, bro. Tyson would have wrecked Max. Yeah, and but I right, love right Max now, Holloway. Right now. Not right now. <laughs> Tyson's like 55 years old. That's okay. So the Student Government Association at the University of Alabama is warning groups that protesting President Trump during the Tide Saturday game versus LSU could result in loss of season tickets. A letter from Jason Rothfarb, Vice President of Student Affairs, said additional security will be in Bryant-Denny student section during the Saturday afternoon football game. They elected, they elected a Jewish kid, Vice President of Student Affairs at Alabama? You want to know some crazy stuff about University of Alabama? There is a thing. Yeah. And so actually, well, let's let's just quickly. I'll we'll we'll get to the main point. Uh, they're trying to tell people not to boo Trump because they're worried that even at like the most racist place you can go, which is a the, football game the at the University of, of Alabama, yeah. between Alabama and LSU, that he's still going to get booed, and they don't want to make him. They don't want to dick shame him basically yeah. in front of a hundred thousand people. Well, it's not like drunk college kids are usually super respectful of authority in my experience. So Well, you're when you're talking about kids at a football game, uh, it's not exactly leftists who are going to those things. Yeah. But uh the SGA at Alabama did backpedal after yes. intense, intense pushback public pushback. Uh, they did say that they respect everybody's right to free speech and that you can boo. They were yeah. just saying a public state don't be violent, yeah. which is like who would be violent in a student section in a football game except the fraternity kids are always violent and they're racist and typically skew conservative. Here's a quick thing about University of Alabama. Uh, most of their sororities and fraternities are extremely segregated. The sororities <gasps> have an implicit unspoken rule that they white sororities do not allow black members. Um, and this was as recent as like 2015. A woman, a young uh, African-American woman sued a sorority because of that whole thing. I believe they settled out of court because Sorority did not want that coming out. Also, the Student Government Association of Alabama is run by something that is uh, analogous like the Skull and Crossbones Society uh, at Yale, or Skull and Bones, I should say. Yeah. Uh, Skull and Crossbones is just pirates. <laughs> called It's called The Machine. The Machine. The Machine. And it is a well-known thing that everybody that goes to Bama knows. They choose... Uh, based on a number of factors, typically race, wealth, family name, uh, who will be in the SGA, and then uh, everybody puts their force behind them to put yeah. them into power so they can control students' lives. But it's called the machine in Alabama, which is like, this is par for the course. I guarantee the machine, once uh, a couple of New York Times writers start calling, they quickly change their tune because all of them are going to be applying to law school soon so they can <laughs> run for election at some point. Next, college basketball is back. Get well soon, Erangonat. Yeah, that's right. Erangonat, UH uh, Bose head coach, will not be with the team. He is taking a medical leave of absence. We wish him all the best. Yeah. Going back to Alabama politics, because what is the show about if not fundamentally about Alabama politics? Okay. Remember a gentleman named Jefferson Beauregard Sessions? Jefferson Beauregard Sessions. Oh, he's back. He's back, baby. Yep. He has announced he will challenge Alabama Senator Doug Jones in 2020 for Sessions' previously held Senate seat before he became Attorney General. And was forced out in disgrace by Donald Trump after being the first senator to endorse Donald Trump, which almost shows a cautionary tale about loyalty or su some such. I don't know. 
Um, Manu Raju of Political Reporting, Trump has been brutal in his criticism of Jeff Sessions, but Sessions offers glowing praise for Trump in announcement of his Senate campaign. What a total. Would you, you can do an Alabama accent better than I can. He or, said, President Trump and I have had our ups and downs, but here's the important thing. President is doing a great work for America. When I left President Trump's cabinet, did I write a tell-all book? No. Did I go on CNN and attack the president? No. Have I said a cross word about President Trump? No. And I'll tell you why. First, that would be dishonorable. Dishonorable. Sessions said Trump has a strong support. Well, it's not mutual, Jeffy. Uh, no. Also, I've seen a lot of uh, a lot of fear. So the other three major candidates are Representative Bradley Byrne, yeah. who is a total dickbag. Sure. Uh, former Auburn football coach Tommy Tuberville, who is showing himself to be at least somewhat of a dickbag. Yeah. And War Eagle. And I know. Our, everybody's favorite. The 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 gunslinging, cowboy riding, Bible beating, Ten Commandments, child molesting, child molesting, Roy Moore, baby. So there's considerable, there is considerable fear uh, among Republican operatives in Alabama that Sessions uh, declaring will split votes from Tuberville and Byrne, and that Roy Moore will again ride into the candidacy because Doug Jones would walk all over him this time. Roy Moore, Roy Moore. But the Alabama Democratic Party has its own problems. Uh, They have officially, uh, they will not have any delegates as of this moment to the 2020 Democratic primary um, because uh, they were not following the DNC rules. There's like a big power grab because people in poor places that have any modicum of power and wealth try really hard to stay uh, in power and wealthy. And so though well, that's weird. That doesn't really usually happen. That's not how it shakes out. Well, speaking of uh, being in power and wealthy, uh, Matt Bevin, Kentucky's wealthy, powerful governor, was voted out ah. in favor of Democrat Andy Bashir. I want to say Andy Bashir. Yeah, I think it's definitely. Andy. Uh, definitely Bashir. I know Bashir. He's yeah. Steve Bashir's kid. Former, yeah. Bashir Al Assad. Waltz with Bashir. <laughs> uh, next, R.I.P. Deadspin. Yeah, that sucks. Billionaires suck. Billionaires uh, suck. It was just a really good place to read stories that touched on sports, that touched on how sports intersect with our lives. Yeah. But the venture um, capitalists, like everything else. Was it, I, don't think it was venture, I think it was private equity funds. Same, same no, difference. No, private equity funds are the absolute worst. Venture capitalists are just people trying to make a buck on a cool idea. Private equity funds, their whole goal is to like extract all the value and just leave a rotting husk of whatever it is that they buy. Sounds like capitalism to me. Yeah, you're uh, right. But not venture capitalism. Honolulu Zoo got three new Cheetah Sisters. That's actually very That's happy. good news. We have other good news on the Hawaii animal front. It's not just cheetahs. We're talking all members of the animal kingdom here. The Audubon Society is reporting this spring a pair of Hawaiian crows did something remarkable. They boned? They built a nest. No. Aww. First, though, the birds tried out a few potential locations, placing sticks in the crooks of several different trees. Eventually, they chose a native ohia tree to construct their home high up in the canopy, some 40 feet above the ground. Soon after, the female took up residence, possibly sitting on eggs, while the male provided her with food. That's... Circle of life, folks. That's, I mean, that's wedded bliss. You know, like, animals are better than people, I think. In most most cases. Yeah. Let's go to some sadder Honolulu news. Um, HPD announces crackdown on large flags and banners. The Honolulu Police Department says they'll be stepping up enforcement efforts on large flags and banners starting this weekend, which is 
very coincidentally, when one of the Kukia'i Mauna convoys will be taking place. Huh. Ha! Well, it was weird. What a coincidence. What a weird, weird thing. Speaking of weird stuff involving local people, uh-huh. Kurt Suzuki. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> what the hell, Kurt? Woo! Shout out to local boy on Mega Sellout, Kurt Suzuki on the Washington Nationals that winning the World Series. Uh, he got groped by the President of the United States. <laughs> uh, he, he joins a uh, long and growing list of young women yeah. who have also claimed to have been groped around the breast region by Donald Trump. Uh. Also, shout out to Nats pitcher Sean Doolittle, presumably the first member of the Democratic Socialists of America, to win a World Series ring. He and his wife are active with the MLB Players Union and supported a new era factories worker organization attempt. So it's not all bad on the Washington Nationals. You're right. Uh, Well, we've got more, you know, the world is a hellscape, Ryan. Uh, in some ways it, it mostly is there's some very encouraging things about them protests in uh, iraq yeah oh one more one more piece of local news okay a uh a Kauai county council member uh-huh was arrested for resisting an order to stop a motor vehicle in the first degree and assault against a law enforcement officer in the first degree as well so that's fun what was the you want to tell the story uh According to a preliminary investigation, officers pulled over a dark-tinted silver Honda sedan fronting the Lehue Post Office during a traffic stop. Police approached the driver when the driver fled with the vehicle, hitting the officer. Police followed that sucks. The, police followed the vehicle to Kauai Beach Drive, where they successfully stopped and detained the driver. Arthur Brunn of Waimea. of Waimea was transported to Wilcox Hospital for medical evaluation, then brought to police cell block, where he currently remains. So... Politics, you know, they say all politics is local. All politics is also messy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that guy ran over a cop. It's not great. Not it's a great not look. Good. Not a good look. Um, it's Ryan. Yes. You have written a nice little something, something here. Would what you like to take, take us in? So, you know, folks, we've, uh, now that this little news vomit recap is done, how's our time doing? What are we, what are we at? We're doing good. We're doing, We're doing good. good on, I mean, it's season finale. We can go as yeah. long as we want. Perfect. Ryan. You guys are going to listen, right? Yeah. yeah ASMR what's that guy's name all the way 85 I'm totally listening <laughs> uh, what's on your mind Ryan well we are going on a break we're ending season 2 Meow. and last year we ended season 1 with a big bang we uh, we did a big live show we sold out Mark's Garage it was amazing standing room only baby you guys showed up and it was killer um, this year we're doing much more low key and I think we just kind of wanted to tell you why. So, um, we know you guys listen to this show. A lot of you listen to it for news and the guests and the guests, not us. That's true. Sometimes very few people listen to it for us, but some of you do. Except and for, for our moms, our moms listen to it for us. And if you're my mom listening to it, I apologize profusely about the bit I said earlier about satisfying um, we want to tell you I guys ta- I taught you better than that <laughs> we want to tell you guys like why we're doing this the way we're doing it now Um, so I'll go first we're taking a break until we're ready to come back for season 3 which is going to be a little while sometime in 2020 for sure Ooh. Um, and I just want to start with the why and the why is basically just we're tired like we're just really really tired um 
there's been a lot of changes that have gone on in both of our lives since, I don't know, probably May of this year. How many hiatuses did we take? We both also... Three hiatuses? We've been going pretty constantly since about January of 2017. Except for all the hiatuses. And January 2018. Well, so even when we haven't been recording, we've been super busy. And it just led to us being a little burnt out. And, And don't misunderstand us to say that... Uh, our listeners or that this show itself is a burden in fact um i would say that it's a good burden yeah like knowing that you guys welcome us into your brains every week is one of the most humbling things that we have ever experienced Uh, i know we play uh really coy and kind of crass a lot because it's cool to not care and be disaffected but sincerely we could not be more grateful for our listeners because without you there is no platform that's true you were blue hawaii as much as either of us is so we're not burnt out on you us two howlers like we're all blue hawaii (laughs) especially especially you all the way 85 (laughs) you were definitely truly uh um, truly as come i know we can say (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, please send your angry letters too (laughs) so we're not burnt out on you but i think we're just really we're just kind of exhausted from juggling so many things at once. Yeah. Like, um, these, so, these millennials are so entitled. I know. I know. Uh, all we've been doing is working mostly seven days a week, 10 to 14 hours a day for the past however long, six months. So basically, the, the, the long and short of it is, is that we've been trying to balance being good partners, being good sons, in my case, being a good brother, the stresses of buying a house, We've been work. I've been working at least sixty hours a week for several months, and we've been trying to do that and create content. And it's just, it's just really hard. It sort of reminds me of this Onion article that uh, that we came across a few weeks ago that says, uh, "Well, the headline is find the thing you're most passionate about, then do it on nights and weekends for the rest of your life." <laughs> just selected quotes it could be anything music writing drawing acting teaching it doesn't really matter all that matters is that once you know what you want to do you dive in a full 10 percent and spend the other 90 percent torturing yourself because you know damn well that it's far too late to make a drastic career change and that you're stuck on this mind-numbing path for the rest of your life because when you get right down to it everyone has dreams and you deserve the chance hell you owe it to yourself to pursue those dreams when you only have enough energy to change out of your work clothes and make yourself a half-ass dinner before passing out. So, like, I guess what we're saying is... Find us a radio show and pay us, and then you can do this <laughs> yeah, for a living. Yeah, like, we, we would love for to be actively full-time building the Blue Hawaii Media Empire, but it's really hard to do that when you only have a few fleeting minutes per day that capitalism doesn't demand of you. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. It, it's something that... I mean, we really enjoy this. We really enjoy getting the opportunity to um, come to you guys every week and bring stories that we think are interesting and bring our points of view and uh, in some moments vent, in some moments, like, I don't know, grieve the death of modern society and other moments just like... Celebrate the death of modern society. And some moments just celebrate the perpetuation of the good things that are around the world. Um, All six of them. But it, it is, it's really, it's just, at this point, I think we're just, we're, we just need a little bit of time. So, um, it's not you, it's me. I, you know, when I was writing my notes for this show, I kind of felt that feeling <laughs> of like, uh, we're giving everybody an, it's not you, it's me. Yeah. Um, but it's not, this it's, is us coming to NBC this fall. <laughs> it's your mom's dead. It's really not that like it's, 
it's not the not your mom but like yeah the disembodied. Our, our collective yeah mom. um it, it's yeah it's not we like, are killing the planet though yes yeah, our, our actual collective we're mom. all our, every minute we're getting one minute closer to death oh, thank no, god we're uh <laughs> it's like it's this weird thing where like we we love this show and we love doing this so much but eh. it's <laughs> but it's hard to like it's hard to stay it's hard to stay Same. yeah it's hard to stay sober saying sober trying to keep all these all these plates in the air and trying to produce content and do it oh, at a wow, high wow, level wow, these millennials the podcasting is so hard blah 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 yeah it's hard to do it at a, it's hard to do a good one <laughs> no i know you know i'm just being, like, I'm just being a jerk I know. i'm just being a boomer we could we we could do like a really shitty podcast but we have done a really shitty podcast. we've done some shitty episodes but uh we don't want uh what's his name alive 85 or whatever certainly thinks so <laughs> <laughs> all the way 85 yes yeah yeah so we want what we do to be exceptional because um we're both a little bit perfectionists and a little bit narcissistic extremely narcissistic and extremely perfectionistic, and filled with crippling self-doubt and the only way we can self-actualize that is, is to gain the, the validation of, of strangers <laughs> yes thank you you got it yep. uh, i knew there was a reason we connected so hey. well no uh, it's it's one of those things that, that it's we it's funny because it's true <laughs> we i like i love doing this like i love this right now um but i don't feel like i can i don't feel like we could do this for another 20 episodes in a row and completely week by week by week by week and, by com- week. and give people what it is that they've come to expect and yeah. what it is that we want to produce especially as cnn msnbc sellouts <laughs> especially as they ramp up that 2020 coverage like yeah because it's going to be like folks like 2020 get ready gird your loins because it's going to be you thought 2016 was truth. bad you thought 2018 was bad this is going to be it feels like a make or break for like for like for the uh, world the united states and well, probably, probably the world. for the world like if not climate change if it didn't exist maybe yeah. just the united states but now that it does like certainly yeah, it kind of feels like, like the world definitely for definitely for the united states uh probably for the future sovereign kingdom of hawaii as well yeah um Imo. and not just not just the united states but you know you look at italy poland hungary israel saudi arabia britain. india china britain everybody's going through similar insanity yeah uh there is an article that you sent to workers of the today. world Unite. was it francis fukuyama francis fukuyama the man who, who said who, that in the early 90s post soviet uh post the collapse of the soviet union the fall of the berlin wall you know he coined the phrase the end of history and now he's saying oh well he said I that he thought soon. that western idealized government yeah. was like the final form yeah. to use and dragon ball z turns- reference uh, it was the final form of of governance yeah. and the final form of like the of societal organization. And the problem is, it definitely isn't. Well, because he, the point he made is that it gives people stability yeah. and some modicum of safety, but not a meaning. But not a meaning. Yeah, not and a reason, so, raison d'être. And so these people who come around spouting populism and spouting, you know, all these ideologically based arguments, they really find footing in this moment. Um, and so it does feel like. I mean, maybe we're part of that ourselves, right? Like, we're certainly not helping. I, I don't know. I think we're helping. I mean, we're Help, anybody who's anti-Trump is helping. I feel like, but I, I guess. Anyways, we've had a lot of stuff go on. We've just been we've just been going gangbusters for the last few months, um, and more or less the past two years. And we just want to take a little bit of time off to make sure that we can 
polish up ourselves and plan new and interesting content and not just recycled political babble and garbage yeah. for season three. So at this, we're, we're definitely coming back, but, uh, definitely. We just want to definitely probably coming back. <laughs> we just want to make definitely sure maybe coming back, definitely talking about coming back, definitely possibly coming back. No, we want to make sure that, uh, that whenever we do, our next episode that it's as good as what we know that you guys expect and what you deserve because you guys have just been amazing fans yeah. and hopefully we'll get to do a bananas season three premiere episode plus, plus there are a lot of like really bad podcasts out there so like could be worse yeah i don't think we're one of the really bad ones no, they're, yeah i mean at least the sound quality is good most of the time that's because i'm so damn obsessive about it <laughs> whatever it takes anyways uh shout outs for this week you got any shout out to our listeners our listeners thanks y'all yeah you know what's funny is uh every time we get down on ourselves every time we get sort of bummed out uh our numbers keep growing people keep they keep coming into the fold and i don't know why because it's just two dumb howlies talking on these microphones but you guys have just been incredibly supportive and thank you shout out to our families wwld what would the listeners do well all the way 85 would criticize us on twitter <laughs> Shout out to our families. Um, this is, it's funny because, you know, what we give to you guys comes out in like 45 minute to an hour and a half long chunks, but it takes so much longer to produce than that. Um, the content, the time recording, the edits that you guys don't hear, the retakes, all of that is pretty extensive. And they put up with us spending quite a bit of time on this for quite a long time. So shout out to them. Everything is fleeting. Everything is fleeting um next season we've got like so many good ideas for how to approach next season and people are already reaching out people candidates so especially people want to come on the people. show people want to talk about why you should vote for me why you shouldn't vote for that guy why you should do, 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 do. and we'll see what happens we'll be around yeah probably so maybe final thoughts final thoughts if several nachos are stuck together it counts as one nacho Aloha. <laughs> Blue White Podcast. Blue White